0: Hi, this is Surya Devi, and welcome to A Voice for Love. I'm a world music artist and healer living on the unceded, traditional territories of the Coast Salish people, otherwise known as Vancouver, Canada. We're going to be speaking with leaders and visionaries from around the world to talk more about what it means to be a voice for love. We're going through massive changes on the planet right now, and I believe that what the world needs more than ever are people who are aligned heart-led and who can speak from the soul to help usher in even bigger shifts that will elevate us all into a more harmonious and prosperous existence together. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to A Voice for Love. This is Surya and I'm very excited today to be here with my special guest, jo welcome! Hello, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here with me. So can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself for anyone who doesn't know you?
2: Alrighty, so yes, my name is jo I am a singer, songwriter, and producer, originally from Toronto, currently residing in Vancouver. I am a former Canadian sprinter. We still have a Canadian record, so it's pretty cool that I can say that. <laughs> I actually have a few Canadian records. I have a meat record, a stadium record, and I have a national record, so it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so that's about that's about it, to be honest. And I have my cat, Mackenzie, <laughs> who I showed you before. Yeah. Mackenzie's holding it down. He's so cute. Oh she's my goodness. so cute, but she loves to scratch and bite and play because she's still so young, you know? So I had to take her off my lap because she's getting a little excited. <laughs>
1: uh that's what that's what cats do yep.
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay so okay i had no idea i know you because of music because i've seen you perform and you know yeah. know you through, through mutual friends and whatnot but i didn't know that you were a sprinter so yeah. <laughs> could you tell us <laughs> a little bit about that yeah so i actually started sprinting when i was 16
2: so i started pretty late but in my first year of sprinting i made team canada and i won nationals so i became a canadian champion and an official team canada member um I went to Italy that year and competed in the 100 meter where I placed, I think, top 20. I didn't do very well, but I was really nervous. (laughs) However, I mean, I'm grateful for the experience. And then the Canadian team, uh, there's a lot of politics in track and field, you know what I'm saying? So we had the potential to medal. Um, However, they took me off of the final team because of my lack of experience. And uh, they replaced me with somebody else. And we actually were ranked number two in the world. After my, like, after my relay team won, uh, ran, because we won our heat, and then they took me off and put somebody else, and then they came seventh. <laughs> and the time that we ran in the heats with me, we would have gotten a medal. So, I mean, hey, it happens, you know, it's a learning experience. I'm glad I got to go to Italy and taste pizza and pasta from like, you know, I don't know if Italy's the origin, but it was cool to eat pizza in Italy and pasta in Italy. <laughs> It was like far beyond anything I've had here.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. I've been to Italy and I was oh, like, nice. oh my goodness. Oh yeah, I know. And I tell like, you the food, the, 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 the pasta, the pizza, the coffee, the gelato, that was like the daily the gelato. Oh! We ate gelato every
2: day. We were competing and we ate gelato every day. There was this one coach named George. He used to eat the gelato every day, but like 20 scoops. Like he would go and spend like 20 euros on ice cream. It was crazy, but it was such a good experience. Yeah, man. And then the following year, I got to compete again for Canada. Um, We came sixth in the world. So yeah, that was pretty cool to do that. We broke the Canadian record twice that day. And, um, yeah, that was actually in Moncton, New Brunswick, where I set, uh, like I was the first person to win on that track and we set the meet record on that track. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a good experience.
1: (laughs) Wow. That is super cool. So I'm curious, do you think that your, your, your time spent in the sports world and as an athlete has helped you with your music, like as far as helping you with like drive or anything like that? For
2: sure. For sure. Track and field has helped me in life in general, you know, the things that I've learned in track and field, I definitely apply it to my everyday life because Well, one thing, okay, so here's an example of one thing that I learned. There's a season for everything, you know? And in track and field, when you're training, your your year is broken down into seasons, you know? So you have your conditioning season and then you have your competition season. And you also have a season like right before competition where you focus more on like speed and speed endurance. You know, you try to get yourself in shape for racing where the first part of the year, the conditioning season, you're focusing on getting in shape. (laughs) You're focusing on building fitness, getting strong. So that part of the year is really tough. You know, it's hard to get past that and see the glory of the competition season. But you know, it, it teaches me that even in music, I have to spend time working on my craft before I can actually see like the fruits of my labor, you know, so yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm in my conditioning season. <laughs>
1: Yes. Yes. I love that. And I noticed that it took me a while to figure that out about music and creative things, but I noticed yeah. that too. Like there's a season there's sometimes when you're like, you know, really creating. And then sometimes when you're not, and I don't know, for me, it tends to come in bursts. And yeah. I remember before when I didn't know better, I would kind of freak out during the, yeah. the down periods. Cause I'd be like, what happened? Like, did I lose it? Like, do I not? Yeah, right, or, same, like, same. Did I, Where did the music go? But then like, it's just taking a little break. and it's then It's a it all, flow. You literally
2: have to just ride the wave. You have to go with the flow. And sometimes the wave is up and sometimes the wave is down. It doesn't mean you're not in alignment. It just means sometimes the wave is up and sometimes the wave is down, you know? You just got to rock the wave.
1: Yes, I love that you said that. And thank you, because I feel like I speak to that a lot because I get really... um, I don't know. I feel like people are always out there when they're, when they're, you know, of course doing good and when everything's going great. And then we we make these judgments between the the up and the down of the wave when that's all it really is, is it's just a natural progression of what happens really. It's like, it's just, it's just the cycle of life, right?
2: Right now we're in Pisces season, right? So we're in a very low place where people are starting to think about their emotions and the things they want to let go. And, you know, to get to where they want to be, to get into the, the summer solstice where everybody's up, you know, you gotta go through this, uh, yeah, the sifting to get rid of the things that you don't need so that you can actually be prosperous in the prosperous
1: time, you know? Well, yes, and I mean, even nature shows us this. Yeah, for sure. like Right, like we have yeah. seasons in nature. We it's do. not the same every uh-huh. all the time, right? We have all these different, and they it's all have a, a purpose.
2: A, it, it's still a tree. However, in the winter, you don't see leaves. But in the, sp- in the springtime you see blossoms and then in the summer you see the full fruits. You see everything, you know? And then in the fall you harvest and then it starts all over again. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing with life, you know? Sometimes you're gonna be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor and sometimes you're gonna have to work so you can see those fruits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes there's nothing there at all. It's a cold Nothing there <laughs> at all, Not that thing at all.
2: But you know, that's just a part of life. It, that's just how life is sometimes yeah I can talk about when I was running track how good I felt but at the same time I was going through so much stuff like personally as a young adult like as a young woman like you know being told that you're overweight and all of these things like and you're being and you're you're a professional athlete you know what I'm saying and you're being told that you need to lose weight and so you think you look at yourself like what's wrong with me why am I different from you know, like the other females. At the end of the day, though, yes, I was bigger than them, but I was kicking their ass. (laughs) So it didn't really matter. You know, like I did take it personal and it was something that made me insecure, like with my weight and whatnot. But I was still a champion. I was still somebody that Got the work done, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so,
3: yeah.
2: still a cha-
1: forever a champion. Well, and forever. it is quite it is quite ridiculous how certain industries have an expectation on bodies, especially women's bodies, about like yeah. what they're meant to look like. And like you said, like what what does it matter? Who cares what size you are? Yeah, if you're right? if you're winning, if you're breaking Yo, it's not even about
2: size. It's about how you're able to move your weight. If you cannot move your weight, then you'll you'll need to lose weight, obviously, right? There, I've seen women that are heavier. And they kill it. They're fast because they know how to move. They know how to to move their weight. You know what I'm saying? I knew how to move my weight. (laughs) I knew how
1: to win. That's it. I knew how to win. Well, there you go. And so that's that will carry with you everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Including your music. So I was surprised to hear you say that you're born in Toronto because um, I I thought that you were from Jamaica, but maybe you're from a Jamaican family.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My parents are
1: Jamaican. I mean, I have a lot of resentment that they didn't have me in
2: Jamaica. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But it is what it is. The culture is pretty rich in Toronto, too, when it comes to the Jamaican community. So, yeah, it wasn't only my family. I, all of my friends were Jamaican and when I go to their house it was the same thing the same sorts of upbringing all of my friends were just like me you know
1: yeah of course so it and it's, cool. it's really interesting how some some cultures are so strong that it maintains no matter what and all of my friends even like mixed friends who are from Jamaican families are all very Jamaican you know still whereas you know, <laughs> in, in other cultures you see like it gets That's lost very quickly things
2: different so they definitely yeah. do things different from like Like, okay, growing up in Toronto around my friends, it was cool because everybody was like me. You know what I'm saying? But then at the same time too, the white kids chilled with the white kids, the French kids chilled with the French kids, the black kids chilled with the black kids. So like, yes, I felt like, okay, I had my local group, but nobody really like mixed. And it wasn't, I mean, you have some people that mix, but like all of my friends were black and Jamaican, you know? And then I moved to Vancouver and then there's like zero black people. (laughs) zero Jamaican people most of the people in the Jamaican community out here are like mixed like you know there's whites there's Indians Chinese black everybody's in the dance hall reggae community. I've had people play for me like a keyboard player he was I think he was Filipino I don't even I don't know you know what I'm saying he wasn't Jamaican but he can fucking play I know that much <laughs> so yeah.
1: Yeah, I always love that. I always love, I was actually just telling someone the other day about how, um, I kind of, by accident, crashed this, um, like, it was like this Latino party with a bunch of people from, I can't remember, some, somewhere in Central America, but there was a, mari- a mariachi band playing, oh, and one of the guys in the mariachi band was either Chinese or Japanese, and everybody was freaking out, because he was full-blown, <laughs> he could play, he was playing guitar, he was amazing, he was totally authentic, hey, and uh, we talked to him for a bit, and he said every time he plays a gig, everybody just freaks out, yes, because,
2: yes, yeah. let me tell you, One time actually twice when I was in high school, there was like I was saying, everybody like kind of chilled with their own group. And there were these group of Indian guys that were practicing for the Vaisakhi show or I think it was Vaisakhi. Are you familiar with that holiday? Yeah. Yeah, So I saw them. And back in the day when I was a kid, I was very like I was a troublemaker. You know what I'm saying? I used to do like the dumbest things. But anyways, I saw them and I just started dancing with them and they were like, oh, my gosh, you're so good. And I was like, oh, yeah, you think so? And so then they asked me to come and dance with them. So every day after school, I would link up with them and we would rehearse the dancing or whatever. And then I actually got to perform with them on stage. And you see, I was chilling in the back, you know, I was chilling in the back until it was my time to come on the stage. You see, when I burst through the crowd and they saw me. They had, to, they had to lock off the thing, they had to lock off the event because everybody jumped on the stage and was like, ah! I was like, oh, shit, I couldn't even get to dance. <laughs> everybody went nuts. And the same thing happened again when I was in college. I just parted the
1: crowd and they saw me come out and I was like,
3: na, 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 na. and they went nuts
1: oh my god you're gonna be in my next music video I love- oh sick nice <laughs> I'm like oh my gosh yeah, yeah, I love actually it's funny it was a video that hasn't gotten made yet but I was actually coordinating with some friends of mine who do like the bhangra, bhangra? dancing and then oh, yeah, yeah. yo I love the bhangra I love it I love what? it okay so now- much energy mm-hmm. wow now I really learned something new about you a few new things the sprinting and the bhangra yep. the whole uh, thing. let me show you let me show you one of my
2: my mvp plaques i can't show you my medals because they're like on my wall but. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: let's see okay here she goes coming back with the. oh MVP. yeah this is my
2: mvp Ooh. track and field okay you see yeah yeah this
1: is the year 2010
2: and 2011 and i got 20, 20 2009 and 2010 and i got 2008 and 2009 i think and i also got one before that but i lost it when i was moving so <laughs>
1: That's such a good, it's such a good, um, yeah, it's, it's such a good thing to have that, the focus and stuff that you can get from the sports and and yeah. whatnot, and it, you can apply that same thing. So, and it's funny that you said that cause I've seen you perform and every time I see yeah. you perform, you definitely like command, you have a commanding presence and oh, every- yeah, yeah. Like everybody kind of stops and listens. I mean, cause you have an amazing voice. So, and yeah, yeah. And so I'm just curious, like how did music come about for you? Were you always doing music? I was music? always doing music. Yeah.
2: I started playing the trumpet when I was in the fifth grade and I actually was really good. I was really good. I was one of my, actually, I've on, this is just my belief, any music teacher I had, I was their favorite <laughs> because, yeah, that's just how I feel. Like, I remember I had a teacher named Mr. Brinson. I remember one time I got eight, a 98 on my final exam and I was like, what are you doing, fam? I'm like, give me a 100. You know, I deserve it. And he's like, you're right. <laughs> and he gave me the hundred percent another teacher was like his name is Mr. Wood he was mean to everybody except for me
1: (laughs) I have that too I have that too I often say that I'm like people that are difficult like they end up liking me I think it's you have the big smile and like a happy thing and you kind of it's really good though Mm -hmm. yeah oh I know it sounds like it you're like give me a (laughs) hundred (laughs) I know I I practiced all
2: the time so I was like nah I'm not taking anything less than a perfect grade (laughs) can you still play the trumpet I can I don't have one at the moment because mine broke so if I get my hands on one for sure I have a saxophone here however it's been a really long time since I played the sax so I can't really play it like that (laughs) That's so funny. I actually, I
1: actually have a trumpet. It's hilarious. I'm going to send you some videos of, well, my grandfather was a trumpet player, so it's actually Is his it? trumpet, but it's in my mom's basement and my son plays it. And he, I can barely make a sound, but my son, he's five. He'll be yeah. like ever since he was like three or four, he can make the biggest sounds and it's you know just why, so though? funny because <laughs>
2: kids, kids love to do this. Yeah. That's what makes the trumpet sound when mm-hmm. you are uh, bite. Vibrate your lips that's how you produce sound people think you just blow into it but no you have to like press your lips in a way that you pierce you pierce the air you pinch the air you know
1: yeah you Look, kids, it's kids are good at that I know they are no it's funny well yeah. I can do that but for and I can play a lot of instruments too but for some reason the trumpet I don't know why I just can't make a good sound yeah. out of it and then he wow. took it and he was like I have to, I'll send you some videos they're gonna laugh so used hard to even they
2: used to even ask me to play um for the remembrance day assemblies last post yeah oh. so that's how good I was, because you know that's not an easy tune to play. It's hard because you don't with the trumpet like you don't press any of the valves with last post last post because it was, it was originally made for the the first trumpet which was just a horn. It didn't have valves, right? So you still play it traditionally. But you don't. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: hard, but mm. that's awesome. That's awesome. So so where so you were always doing music and. Tell us a little bit about like, what are you doing now with music and where is your style at? And like, has it changed or has it always kind of be the same? Or I know it's always a journey with music.
2: Um, I've always been into reggae music for as long as I can remember. I'm a super big Chronix fan. Anybody that knows me knows, Chronix is my guy. <laughs> Chronix is my guy, but yeah. Um, my dad wasn't in the church, but my mom was in the church. And so I grew up Christian. I didn't really get exposed to like the parties and the music as much as I would have loved to. I didn't actually end up partying and and going out until I moved to Vancouver, which was like six years ago. (laughs) So I'm only just now getting the feel for for that stuff. But my dad used to play the reggae music and the dancehall music as a kid. So I remember that, you know, like the reggae gold CDs and (laughs) all of those old time mixtapes, you know yeah but the influence in my own home wasn't too big however we listened to lots of like gospel reggae and so I listened to mandam like Papa San and Stitchy and then people like Marvia Providence who kind of influenced me you know I just probably I guess I can say did the best with what I got you know what I'm saying and I, I would say that my style of music now is more more reggae than anything else but You know, I don't really like to follow the rules. I like to do my own thing. I feel like my music is a mixture of a bunch of genres put together. But I would say it probably more so sounds like reggae more than anything else, you know? but
1: Yeah. yeah. No, it does. For, well, for what I've heard of your what I've heard of you is all like a lot of reggae stuff. But it and it suits you. Like it suits your yeah. voice. Definitely it suits my your vibes, though Definitely, my
2: vibe is more so reggae. But I like a little bit of everything. I sing jazz. I sing R I i I'll rap here and there. You know, I, I said the other day at the cipher, I'm not a rapper. I'm a DJ. So yeah, I'll DJ here and there. And you know, I like classical music. And even if my head takes me one day, I'll put on an opera. I like opera music. So,
1: yeah, it's just, that's just me. I, like I to do sing. too. I actually, when I was a little kid, I could m- sing like a big opera singer when yeah, I was sing. really small. And yeah, I used to freak sing. people out because yeah, I remember sing. I was like, everyone, and they'd be like, well, yeah, they'd be like, like oh my God, that are you come? an
2: opera singer? No, <laughs> definitely
1: not. But again, you know, going back to what you were saying about kids, you know, kids breathe in a way that adults don't, you know, yeah. babies. And I think kids, a lot of them still have that like capacity yeah. and they're you know, they can go into this, but switch into this mode, right? Yeah, they're
2: learning. They're still, you know, expanding. So honestly, I feel like a kid is like the best time for you to start anything because <laughs> you, because you're just going to nurture yourself into that thing, you know, to be like, that's what, hey, I met a lot of, um. Asian cultures where they groom their athletes from their born. They tell you, this is what you're doing. And I'm not saying that this is the right way, because I don't know the full details about how they do this. But all I know is if I had started track or music a lot earlier, I probably would have, you know, been a lot further along with both things. But, you know. It is what it is.
1: It is what it is. And it's like that with everything. And also I think it's never too late too. And I think that's the wonderful thing about life is that it really never is too late to realize a dream or to start doing something that you always wanted to do. Yeah, because I just
2: made the decision like what? In 2019 that I was going to pursue music. That's when I started. I used to write little freestyles and stuff. Like I used to listen to um, a bunch of different songs and I used to remix them and write my own little freestyle on them and sing them and perform them at home to my sister while she's playing video games. And sometimes she'd be like, shut up, you know, but that's what I used to do. But then because I was in the church, I never really thought that it was something that I could pursue. So I just saw myself as like a gospel singer, but I didn't want to be a gospel singer. I tried to write gospel songs and it it doesn't flow. It doesn't connect to me. And I always used to wonder, like, why does music like... Like what chronic sings, why does that, uh, you know, relate to me more than the music that I, I grew up singing in church, you know? So I just always had a feeling that I would be doing music, but it wasn't until 2019 where I actually made the decision that I was going to leave that church shit behind and uh, focus on me and what I want. And that's where I am today.
1: Oh, wow. So before 2019, were you just like not? Open I was an athlete. You?
2: I was oh, an okay. athlete. Yeah, I quit track and field in 2018 because I had gotten injured. That's when I really made the decision that I was done. Um, I got injured in 2017 and then I took a bit of time off. But by the time I actually felt better, it was already competition season. I wasn't in shape. So I decided that, you know, I'm going to chill until next season. But when next season came around, I didn't I didn't feel the passion for track and field for a long time because I wasn't doing well. In it anymore i became i was like a top athlete and then i became super depressed and it was hard for me to to get past the mental struggles i didn't know how to and i remember one day after work i just i remember i stood at the end of this road and i was like yo honestly this depressed shit is not for me this is the last day the last day i'm gonna be depressed the last day <laughs> and i remember i'm i reached out to a friend of mine like the next day And I was actively doing things to get over it. And this is where I am today. Like, I didn't know that I would really be pursuing music like this, but I was like, okay, I'm gonna try, you know? And I was scared, but it it definitely took a lot to get to where I am today because I was insecure. I had a lot of things that I had to work past. Being a Christian for so long, you really care about what people think about you, you know? I had to get over that. Now I don't give two shits.
1: Oh, it's so funny that you said that because that's something that's come up in my life this week, really looking at um that the, well, there's still a part of me. There's a part of me that doesn't care at all anymore because I did so much work to get past it but it's so interesting when you still find these little pieces that are there and I and I found a few of them and I was like oh interesting I'm like okay I don't care about what people think here here and here but over here and here there's still a little piece of me that's like oh you know so that was really interesting and then to look at once again you know because I think you know, in some ways, we 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 do have some awareness. So not that we care what people think, but we want to do things in a way that we're not harmful, or we're not, you know, you know, we're yeah, trying to do to, things. We want respectful. to show love
2: actively. You know what I'm saying? I want to be active in showing love. So yes, I understand it in that sense. But when it comes to the things that I want for me. I don't care. I'm not going to be an ass to everyone because I'm kind to everyone. But I promise you, I'm not nice to everybody. (laughs) And I don't believe I need to be. You know what I'm saying? And that's just me. I will do what I believe is best for me at all times. And you don't have to like it. But at the same time, too, I'm somebody who is trying to be in the public's eye. And so therefore, I do need to be conscious of what I put out there because I am conscious of what I put out there because I, I wanna be, I wanna create a positive impact. You know what I'm saying? I know that there are young women that are watching me. I know there are young men and young people that are watching me. And so it is not my responsibility to be an example. However, I do want to hold myself like, you know, at a higher frequency. I wanna vibrate at a higher frequency so that when they see me, they see something that inspires them it's not necessarily that I am trying to inspire anybody I'm only trying to be myself but hopefully when people see me they see something that inspires them and you know encourages them to vibrate high too
1: (laughs) yeah and I I love I love how you said that because actually when we give ourselves permission to be authentically ourselves and to be that person that only we can be like I can't be Jonelle only you can right like you can't be Surya only I can and so that's so beautiful when each and every one of us really comes and embraces that and a big part of that is being able to say like hey this is the way I want to live my life this is what I want to do and not in an arrogant way or a disrespectful way but I really believe that we can live in a way that works for us and live in harmony with with the rest of life you know yeah
2: even when I write songs like excuse me I just burped
1: (laughs) <laughs> I like
2: I make a conscious like decision about what I want to put out and like what I want to talk about in this song. So, for example, if I'm speaking about love, I only speak about the kind of love that I would want. I'm not going to say like I'm not going to say stuff like, "Oh, I'll catch a grenade for you" because no the fuck I wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. Listen, I will not put anybody before myself. You know what I'm saying? Ever again. So if we're gonna, like, if I'm writing a love song and we're gonna be in love, you know what I'm saying? It's not gonna be 50-50. It's gonna be 100-100. I want you to be you and I want me to be me. And when we come together, it's not. We're not coming as one. We're coming as equal. You equally you and equally me, and it's just good stuff. I don't sing about like oh I'm head over heels and oh I I just I give myself to you and no fuck that that's dumb that's because that just leads to disappointment. Like I don't want to be disappointed. <laughs> well, not to mention that it's codependency. Like that yeah, song that like you just mentioned atta- these unhealthy attachments and. You're sitting by your phone waiting for somebody to call you and you no, know, sir. I don't have those sorts of strengths. I don't have those kind of energy <laughs> to be thinking about what the hell somebody else is doing and all this crazy stuff.
1: Yeah, no, it's funny. It's funny. And that really, oh, that really shifts everything, doesn't it? It's coming. Yeah. Like uh, when so many of these songs that I hear on the radio, I've noticed this since I was it's small. Programming. I was like, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's programming. Oh yeah. And it's pathetic. It's codependency. Yeah. It's attachment. It's all yeah. of this. Like, I'm going to die what, if I don't have it. That's me. what like, I was saying. It's like, yeah. what? <laughs> I can't feel my face why
2: do I need to go see a doctor <laughs>
1: well I, I think he's actually talking about cocaine in that song but oh shit I didn't even know okay <laughs> yeah. no he's talking about drugs because I think he did a ton maybe he still does I don't know I think he's a cleaner now but I think that's part of his story is that he he did a ton of drugs so that's what I think he's saying like cocaine because you know, it freezes uh, okay, it freezes okay. you up right so it's but like I you get my
2: dress though you I do yeah <laughs> Yeah. So I'm very intentional with what I put out there. I'm very intentional about what I put. I want to make sure that what I sing is uplifting and it's not what, what is typical. Cause right now, what is typical is nasty. I don't want to sing. sing. Why would I want to sing? Why do I want to be nasty? Like, listen to the word nasty. It has nothing positive attached to it. Nasty. Why do I want to be a freak? When I was back in the day, if somebody called you a freak, you felt away. And now, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that there are there are things that I wouldn't and wouldn't say. All I'm saying is there are just certain things that I believe that people are, they don't care. They just put anything out there. And I'm not really willing to put anything out there.
1: Well, and not only that, I get personally so tired of hearing the same Same thing thing. over and over Who who could be freakiest? Who could be the baddest? Like, fuck. (laughs) And it's okay because it's like, who who could be real shit in your life? Like, what the hell? Oh my gosh, out Oh, help preach. Like, I'm just like, I'm so oh, and especially in certain genres like reggae, yeah. hip hop, RB, like it gets it's just exhausting. And I'm like, like We heard I- that
2: already, <laughs> like we heard it before, we've heard that so many times. Skin me out, yes, all of these things, fuck me good, write it right. Like we heard it already, fam. We heard it, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those music because I listen to them. Don't get me wrong, I listen to them. All I'm saying is with me personally. <laughs> Those are not the lyrics that I'm gonna sing because I just don't want to devalue my, you cannot do any and anything to me, period. No man can do any and anything to me and the way that these songs portray women to be so easily accessible, that is not me.
1: Amen. (laughs) Well, and it's so, um, it's, yeah, it is very problematic, especially with, with, with women and how women are both portrayed in music and then also how they choose to portray themselves. And again, like I'm yeah, not judging exactly. because yeah, like you, everybody can do what they want. So it's hard. It's hard for me sometimes I do judge, but I, I try yeah. not to, you know, yeah. but sometimes because I see it, I'm like, wow, you're so intelligent. You're so beautiful and you're talented. And this is where you want to put your energy. This is where, what you're going to do with all of this God given talent, but it's like, just a
2: program. It's just program. It's a a thought belief that they already have. And it mostly comes from low self-esteem and low self-worth because you want to be accepted. So they're really willing to do anything and everything just to feel that little bit of acceptance. But the thing is, with acceptance, it comes from self first. In order for you to be accepted by people outside of yourself, you have to first accept yourself and be happy with who you see in the mirror and who you are in your life. You know what I'm saying? You have to literally look at yourself like God in your life and adorn yourself and carry yourself like, yeah, I'm a God and my body is a temple and there are certain things you cannot do and say to me. And that is a standard that I will uphold in my music, in my life, anywhere I go, straight up. You
1: don't have to like it. Oh, amen. I like it. That's why <laughs> That's why I'm like, please come. Please come on and talk because I, I see that about you. And I, I appreciate that so much because the thing is, you can still, it, it's so interesting to me because like, I listen to it too. Like I admit it. I listen to some of this reggae and hip hop and it's, it's almost like I don't even hear what's being said sometimes because I just like the beat and the music yeah, and the way exactly. that the melody is rolling. But that's how like,
2: they get your, that's how they get I your know. conscience. Sometimes you wonder, why do I feel mad today? You don't know what, you're, what you've what you taken in. That's why me, I don't really have too much friend. I don't really chat to too much people. I just keep my circle small because energies will transfer. Like, yes, you can, you know, some people will try to infiltrate your energy field and this is real talks and it will lower you. It will make you feel low, you know? So you have to love yourself enough to say no. This I'm not with that. And I'm not aligning myself with that. And no, I want to be treated better. So I'm not going to accept certain sorts of treatment from you or you or you. you
1: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. it It starts with self. It does. It starts with self. And it starts with, I mean, there's so many things we can do every day just to just to either get the message across or just express ourselves in that way. And I think yeah. each and every one of us who finds a way to show up, cause it's about balance. Cause I think about this all the time. So like, I appreciate Beautiful women. I appreciate sexy yeah. women. And I appreciate yeah. that some people can do it in this really classy, awesome way where it's not like I go, wow, that's really cool. Like she's really, because it comes from a place of loving themselves. They're like, hey, here's my ass or here's me being sexy, but yeah. like I'm owning it. And I'm like, awesome. Yeah. And then there's other people when you see them doing it and you see that it's the program, right? It's like they're doing yeah. it because this is what they think they that to they be need.
3: Accepted.
1: And it's yeah. actually really sad because I, I always say, like, okay, remember back in the day, if you wanted to get naked. Or like people would only get naked for Playboy because they got paid the big bucks to take their clothes off in a magazine. We'll people make naked on Instagram for Thank free. You.
2: For free. For free. So yeah, people don't have no self-worth these days. You think I'm not for everybody, eh? Not everybody. I am not for everybody and I'm okay with that. I'm actually very proud to say that not everybody can be my friend. Not everybody can talk to me. Yeah, because I'm not for everyone. Not everybody is on my level. And that might sound like I'm cocky or I'm overconfident. I don't care. Not everybody is worthy, straight up. There are some people who I just feel like they're, I just don't wanna deal with certain things. I don't wanna feel bad about myself. And if I have to make myself small to make other people feel comfortable, then we cannot align. We cannot be friends, straight.
1: Well, thank you. And thank you for holding that. Cause I know that even like, and this is the thing for everybody listening right now, like everyone who does that, you holding that energy for yourself doesn't just affect you. It actually affects a much bigger, a much bigger circle than you can even imagine. Even people that you don't know, because every single one of us who stands in that vibration of just like, and again, it doesn't mean
2: the, the, the vibration of the whole collective
1: yeah. Well, and it's like raising the bar, too, right? Exactly. It's like, and it's it, that's knowledge of self. And, and I love what you said. And I want to go back to that piece about like not everyone can and should have access to us, no. especially spiritual people, empathic people, those of us who carry light. We are actually the prime targets for mm-hmm. people to come and suck energy and take from and abuse and all of these things because they look at us like, <laughs> you know,
2: well, because um, our, our energies are attractive especially to low vibrational people our energy is attractive and there are such things as energy vampires there are people that will see you glowing being very sparkly and glittery and they want a piece and they don't have any and it's not to say that these are bad people you know they probably are not bad people they're probably good people but because they are at a lower vibration you don't want anybody to to bring you down sometimes it might not even be something that they're even aware of but when somebody has low self-worth i'm sorry but it just to me i've already done certain sorts of work that i don't need to do twice i've learned my lesson (laughs) i don't need to go through that again i don't need anybody i don't need to give anybody the benefit of the doubt or to anybody to prove me wrong anymore if i see a red flag Bye Felicia. Like, I don't care. (laughs) I'm out of here.
1: Okay. I'd love to talk to you about this because there's so many, I was just having multiple conversations this week with friends and clients about this, which is why is it that when we see the red flags or when people see the red flags, they, they still continue? Like what is it? You
2: want to, you want to believe that people are not going to hurt you. You want to believe that people feel what you feel. Like you want to believe that the things that people are saying to you are real like if a person says yo I love you or I care about you you want to believe them because you we all desire that companionship that connection with somebody outside of ourselves we all desire it we're humans you know what I'm saying but at the same time too like you got to be careful because people just like to say certain things that when people don't deal with their trauma that's dangerous man you'll you'll see you'll meet narcissists and yeah. It's just, I've been through that. I'm not doing the work twice. I did it already. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've, learned, I, I've learned my lesson. Trust me. I have learned my lesson.
1: Well, that's good because uh, this is a conversation that I was having with multiple people this week was, and again, the repeating patterns and why they can be so difficult to break. So that's yeah. so, I love your, because the
2: thing is a lot of the times when we meet these people, it's not even about them. It's about us. It's something about me that I'm not quite seeing because we're all mirrors, you know what I'm saying? We all reflect each other. And so if somebody's in my life, I actually found myself doing this the other day because I've actually learned to monitor my thoughts and ask myself questions like, why did I think that? Or why do I feel this way? You know? And so yeah, you meet people and you they don't they you don't do the work. Um, and I forgot what I was gonna say, but like, yeah. You meet people and you you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. But at the same time, too, you have to be able to look at yourself and say, like, OK, what is it about me that I'm missing? And then when you learn that and you absorb that and you do the work to get over that, usually those people leave on their own. <laughs> you know, they just go because you're like, ah, you came to that realization. This is what I was missing Or
1: well, it's not a match anymore. And then when exactly. you, because it's, it's exactly. not, it doesn't match anymore. So that if you get to the place in yourself where you're like, Hey, I love myself so much that I'm right. no longer going to accept X, Y, and Z, then they don't like that anymore. Because just like you said, the energy vampires and narcissists as well, you know, they're looking for a supply or a source. So then when your vibration changes and they realize this has happened to me, you, so know, you times, know, how
2: viruses operate, viruses will attach themselves to a host use up all the resources, and then they move on and attach themselves to another, uh, another host. That's what some of these people are, eh? They come, they attach themselves to you, suck out your energy, and then they go about their business. They don't care. <laughs> so you have to be careful of viruses, because when you are amongst the virus, you will get sick. And at the end of the day, like I said, certain work I've already done. <laughs> I don't want to go through that again, and I don't believe in vaccines. So... <laughs>
1: Let me not go there. <laughs> Let me not. Oh, that's okay. We talk about it. We talk about it all here. We talk about, and I've, my, I've, I've done quite a number of, of shows on that topic. I'm fine with talking about, it. and I think we should talk about it. Because yeah, I'm we like, should. For, Fuck.
2: Well, why me, should I I'm, feel
1: uncomfortable? Because I have an opinion. Why? Well, Can and why, why is Why is? And why is this one topic? I've thought about this so, so much last year. Right. So loaded. So sensitive. Thing, right. Why? I can't even say. Cold. If I say co,
2: everybody's like, uh, Corona? Oh my God, you're an anti-masker? Uh, it's like, calm down. <laughs> yeah, yo, I, yo, let me tell you, I've been working at this place for the longest time and nobody knows I'm not vaxxed. <laughs> I guess now you guys know, but yeah, I'm, I was like, I
1: hope they're not listening. Well, right. Well, well, the the bottom line is, it it shouldn't matter if if people if that's the decision people wanted to make for themselves, that's fine. Go ahead, but because it really should matter. It shouldn't matter.
2: I I want to ask them, like, have I treated you less of a like less of a person? Have is do you have any complaints about me and how I treated you as a person who is not vaccinated? Your answer is going to be no, because I know that I am kind to everyone. So there's nobody that can say that I was prejudiced to them because of their their vaccine status. I don't care. I don't care about that. I have never been the type of person who took medication. Even if I had a headache, I don't take medication. I'll go drink some tea.
1: (laughs) Yeah, good for you. I'm I'm similar. Well, not on that. that Like, did you give, this is the other thing, really, on a really practical sense. Did you give anyone COVID? (laughs) No, did I even get it? No, No, exactly. (laughs) right so
2: I haven't even been sick in the longest time I was actually like under the weather the other day but I wasn't even sick like I was coughing and sneezing I just felt really tired I just felt like I was doing too much and I needed a break I don't get sick like some people there's this girl at work she gets sick once a week and she's boosted (laughs) yo (laughs) I'm sorry to laugh that hard but when I think about this shit yo it makes me laugh for real because I'm like nah you guys cannot be serious
1: well they it's unfortunate because a lot of people have been manipulated into making a decision that they didn't really they do did. they exactly. didn't have proper information about they, they might have even they, did.
2: they didn't even want to but they felt like they had to so that's what happened and it's disappointing it's so disappointing and a lot of it feels like it's out of our control but that's also a program that is also a thought system that is not true because we are the creators of our own realities and i have not been vaccinated and i survived you know what i'm saying so it's just an, a, a, a a system that they are imposing on everybody you cannot rule me you i will not be ruled There's no way, especially from pedophiles and all the nasty people that say you guys are in charge and in in government creating policies. No, I will not take instructions from you guys until you tell the truth, tell the fucking truth. And then I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I'm not even going to say I'll listen to you. I'll think about
1: it. I, don't think about it. I love it. I love it. And I love, I love the strength of your, of your conviction, but you've got it. And what, what people like you and myself and many of the people we know are, we are the biggest threat to the system just yeah. because of our consciousness and because yep. we cannot be controlled. Right now, they're
2: even slowing my Instagram down and I don't even post about it. I don't even talk about it because I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I don't even but I do follow people that talk about it and I might like, I don't comment anymore because I notice what they're doing. So I just like shit and they still block me. They still block my page.
1: Oh, I'm like, I'm super shadow banned right now. Super I just, shadow banned, And it's because, of, but I already know why. This time it's because of the last podcast guest that I had and it's because- <laughs> quite you know she and I posted it and I shared it and she's quite Um, her name's Sunit and she's awesome but she's become very active speaking out against all the things that we're talking about right now and um, she's actually taken to um she she responds to Justin Trudeau's tweets on Twitter she makes these really witty funny ones I'll send you her page you're gonna laugh like she's so funny but anyway she's often shadow banned herself because when I go to look for her you know you can't find them you have to like almost type out the full name so they're doing this all the time and, and they can try but the way I look at it is like again it's it's a frequency thing so they actually can't stop this frequency of awakening they cannot, they cannot. I'm too high, i'm too high yeah. my i'm too elevated you know what i'm saying i keep my thing
2: high my energy is always up they cannot bring me down no time no time no time at all i don't even watch tv much less the news i don't watch netflix i watch youtube only because i can narrow my searches and i can find something specific to what I want to see. That's why I'm on YouTube. Otherwise, I would have nothing to do with the media, not even Instagram, none of them, because I don't have time. I don't have time for negativity and all people do on the internet is pass around negativity. I, yo, the the foolishness I see some people pass around, let me tell you, there was even this meme that was circulating talking about, you think I'm gonna let a man uh, treat me like I'm in second place, I'm not even my dad's second child. I'm like, are you guys dumb? That doesn't make any sense, <laughs> and I saw this meme everywhere. But that's the internet.
3: It doesn't have to.
2: It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have. It just has to be popular, and that's what the people go with. I don't care if I see everybody going left; I'm going right. That's me.
1: <laughs> well, and there's a very good there's a very good reason for that because exactly. very clearly, if the last two years showed us anything. Correct. Well, and it showed how easily so many people can be just leaned in a certain direction. And, and look at how
2: look at how quickly we, we went from COVID to Ukraine. Look how quickly we went from COVID to Ukraine. You think those Ukrainian people like black people? And oh no want me to feel sorry? All I know is whoever is funding this war, they are they are funding the good and the bad side. So it's two coins, it's two sides of the same coin. I cannot take any side because both sides are corrupt yeah and right uh, now the the day right now right now the african people are in ukraine trying to escape first of all what am i doing in ukraine that's my first what am i doing in ukraine that's number one and number two why are these people in ukraine suffering in a time like this it's inhumane it's, it's immoral. You know what I'm saying? And people glorify the Western world and the Western culture so much, so much, and they don't see how much oppression is here. Let me tell you guys stay on your island. Don't come to foreign. It's not worth it. Trust me. Don't, don't leave your country. Just try to make it where you are because it doesn't matter where the hell you are in this world. It doesn't matter. Corruption is there because. Some, there's only a handful of people that are running this shit, and they put the government in place to make us believe that we have some sort of control. <laughs> it's a
3: lie. <laughs>
1: it's a it's a lie and it's, it's very much an illusion but an illusion. As, but when enough people yes. subscribe to this illusion yeah, that's man. what we have so that's what we have basically is a whole bunch of but what's happening is that all around the world more and more and more people okay. like us are waking up are seeing. and the exactly. more of us that see all of a sudden they're not that's
2: the answered. good thing about social media yes the accessibility to information you know everybody can see everything at the same time what's happening in the world, because it's all happening at the same time. There is one goal, and one goal is to to have full control. That is the ultimate goal, to have full control. And if you disagree with the order, then they shut you down.
1: But yeah, you can't shut me up.
2: I'll find a way. Don't worry.
1: Amen. Well, that's why, that's why God gave you the gift of music. So you can exactly. Sing. Yo,
2: I've always been a shit disturber. That's me. Even when I was in high school, I'm telling you, when I was in high school, I was a troublemaker. I had a teacher come up to me and say, well, because I used to miss a lot of class. I used to skip a lot of class, but I also used to miss a lot of class because I was an athlete and I was just very active in school. So I was singing for one of the black history um, assemblies and this teacher now because I'm missing her class, she's like, what is the point of black history anyways? And I'm like, because we've learned your history every other fucking day. That's why. And I mean, one month is really nothing. You know what I'm saying? It really is nothing to just have one month because it's not even the truth. And I don't want to believe that I'm a slave. I don't want to hear all the time that I'm a slave and I come from slavery and Black people come from Fuck that shit. I want to know about the Queens and the Kings and the sophisticated societies that you took us from. Tell me about that. I want to learn about how rich my culture was. I want to learn about how rich I Africa is in resources and in culture and in in science and in mathematics. Yeah, teach me that. Teach me that I'm a queen. Teach me that I'm a god. Teach me that I'm a pharaoh. Don't tell me that I'm a fucking slave. I don't care about that. I'm not a slave. But that's what they want to hear. Black people love for people to feel sorry for them. But yeah.
3: Woo. <laughs> i'm like whoo you're like you know, um, no, God, I don't...
2: i'm passionate about this stuff you know but the thing is i don't talk a lot because they shadow ban me you know
1: but, yeah, yeah, I think we're we're going to find ways to get below. And 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 as you build yourself, and as you build yourself, and you become more known, and you get more power, what what happens? And and for all of us, this is for all of us. They they eventually can't. And the more of us that that speak, and the more of us that continue to rise, we'll hit a place where they're they're not going to be able to do that. And or we'll find different ways. But thank you so much for for sharing all of that because that is all of that is so relevant right now. And it's yeah. it's tough because like nobody wants to basically what happens is it's it's the civilians it is the it people is. everywhere who are used as the pawns as these very small group of people as you said who are the ones pulling the strings and you know playing war games basically yep. with these billions and trillions of dollars, of dollars. That they could be using to feed and educate children and, and like it's a very simple they can solution eradicate poverty they
2: can literally eradicate poverty but they won't instead they raise taxes they raise gas prices they inflate why because they want to force you to to be poor they want to make it so impossible for you to afford to buy your own house why so you can be dependent on the system
1: yes it's ultimate so, control ultimate control ultimate control and, that's and they show they, you yeah. they show
2: you movies like the hunger games and they they force you to read books like 1984 in high school you couldn't you couldn't pass your class unless you read 1984 what is that book about Dystopian futures. <laughs> what is What is Hunger Games about? A dystopian future. Well, oh, this a- is
1: all. This is all. This is what Hollywood does, and this is why, as well. I don't watch a lot of a lot of certain types of movies and films because yep. it's just it's predictive programming. programming. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're preparing everybody for the yeah. apocalypse and this yep. apocalyptic scenario where there's like no. It's just. Let me no. tell you.
2: When I was a kid, I remember this. I remember watching Simpsons, and I remember saying. China is going to run the world.
1: And I was a kid.
2: I was a kid. I promise you. Well,
1: this is what I believe that we're just my own belief of what I see kind of the bigger picture of this playing out. This is why I believe we're actually on this planet right now and it's china is part of it but it's basically like right now is this tipping point where we can either go into this full blown yep. dystopian control yep. or, or we rise up <laughs> and freedom and we just freaking kill it sure, and we sure, all are sure, like sure. yeah yep. i so so i literally
2: i literally said that the other day i was like yo the world is at a it's at a fork in the road they want to know if they want to stay the same or if they want to change right now they're like playing tug of war with what they want to do but the longer that it goes, I honestly feel like it might have to get worse before it gets better. But the, I know that the longer that it goes on, it's just the more people that are going to wake up. I know that. So I'm very optimistic. However, I'm not affected because I'm just only really concerned about my own spiritual journey. And I realize that the more I focus on my own spiritual journey is the more I see good things happening out in the world, like changes, like uh, mandates being lifted and stuff like that. So I'm very optimistic, you know, just keeping it positive.
3: Yes, <laughs>
1: yes. And I'm very, I'm the same. I'm very optimistic. And also what I know, and now more than ever, especially in the past few years is most of us have the privilege of pretty much being able to create our own reality by not exactly. choosing what we want to pay attention to, choosing How who we want to surround ourselves with.
2: Yeah, look how many people have quit their job since COVID and have started businesses and are prospering. Yeah, man, it's possible. You just have to have that belief in yourself,
3: you know?
1: Because we do, we actually live. And that—that that is the biggest illusion because right now we live under the illusion of control and people are so afraid to lose what comes from that system of control without realizing that they can unplug. And when they unplug, they can actually plug into this source, which is like the universe or God or whatever yeah, you want yeah. to call it. And then we have actually unlimited potential to do all these wonderful things like create and make music, artistic or whatever, write a book, like cook, garden, do whatever you want to do, you know?
2: Yeah. One of the systems that I think right now that I am battling on uh, changing, one of the belief systems is that I need to work a nine to five to make money. (laughs) You know, I'm really, I really want to quit my job, right? But I always think about like, well, well, how am I going to pay my rent, And you know, but that is literally... A system, because there was a point in time where I thought how am I going to make music (laughs) and here I am you know what I'm saying so you literally have to take that first step you literally have to believe in yourself every time people ask me how I do what I do all the time I don't know I just know that I believe in myself I don't believe there is anything that I cannot do if I put my mind to it and that's just me.
1: let me tell you, because I literally just was going, I literally was just talking to like a friend slash client about this the other day. And she's at a point where she's also ready to quit her nine to five. And I said to her, as somebody who left the nine to five world myself a long time ago, you just... Do, i mean you have to have something in place but and you have to know but you just do it and i don't know how but it will work it will. if you have the right in some months it might be tough sometimes it but will. you will you will you will make it happen the bill will but get you know paid what, your rent will get paid it will just it will just happen but you have to believe and you have yeah. to be taking the efforts but if you're tuned in and if you're determined that that's what you're going to do you do it and that you might do look it. like maybe you have a part-time job or you pick up little gigs or you do whatever you have to do in the moment to take care of what you need to take care of but you'll do it you'll work out but you, you know will. what's tough too going to a nine to five
2: so i have to pick which tough i'm willing to really put up with right now because <laughs> going to a nine to five that i don't like where the people are around me are not really on my same wave you know what i'm saying And i don't feel comfortable it's tough to go there but then to quit and to to struggle for a little bit so i can live the life that i want is tough too but then i have to choose which one is more worth it you know what i'm saying and it's definitely choosing me choosing me is always more worth it you know what i'm saying yeah
1: i'll tell you i had one and then i think i've told this story on here before but i i've had one proper nine-to-five job like many, 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 many years ago. And, and, and I found it such a, a mind fuck, sorry for lack of a, you know, started to curse. I my guests curse, but I don't usually, but anyway, oh, okay. so I found <laughs> like, I, I found work. like a, my guest, I know, I know my guests always curse, but I, I don't really, but anyway, so I do in life, but not on here. But yeah. um, so I found it such a, like the, 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 the cycle of it was not good for me. It's like, you have to wake up in the morning, you go to work by the time you get home, you just, it's like dinner time, exactly. you're tired and then you're done. And then you have the weekend and then you're, competing with everyone else for all the if you have to go to the bank on your lunch guess what everybody else is at the bank on lunch like you're going with rush hour traffic it's like you're going with the sheep and I was like wow like I got to get out of here and so what I learned and so I've always so then I've been ever since then I've had jobs and I've had lots of different things that I've done over the years but they weren't the actual nine to five schedule so sometimes I would work nights sometimes I would work mornings like I would run all over the place doing like massage and working with clients and stuff like that but I preferred that personally to being stuck in that for me, being stuck in that structure was like torture. I I literally viscerally, I I I couldn't couldn't, handle it. Yeah, having to ask permission for days off and stuff like that. Like what? I'm a
2: big woman paying my rent and I have to ask if I could take a day off. No, I should be able to take a day off if I feel like I need a day off. You know what I'm saying? That's why nine to fives don't work for me because I need to ask somebody else permission just to live my life like you know what I'm saying and, I, and everything has to pretty much go around my work schedule why why I want to be able to wake up go for a run come back stretch meditate and then boom I go right into my music that's literally the perfect day for me
1: the perfect day <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Being an entrepreneur, I used to get really mad about this all the time. I used to be real, I go, God, why did you do this to me? Like, I'm like a, you know, I'm like a healer and I'm a musician and I'm like, both of these are like so precarious and can be very, you know, unstable. But mm-hmm. then I found the gold in both of them and how they served each other because being an entrepreneur as well, working for yourself will help you with your music because, yeah, it, exactly. because it teaches you how to, like you were talking Isn't about, it? We'll it right back to the beginning, it teaches you how to ride the ups and downs of the waves and then you start to learn and then you stop tripping out. So maybe one month, it's a little slower. You're like, it's okay. Everything's okay. I have what I need and I'm just going to have faith and work it out. And then guess what? Maybe next month you have a bigger month and you know, yeah, and then exactly. that's just, that's just how it goes. And you can learn so much about yourself by navigating that kind of instability and the unknown. That is the spiritual journey right there. So that's why I think a lot of spiritual people like us, we're actually better geared towards being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur being creative, yeah. you know, being more
2: con. In- Like having the control, yeah. Mm -hmm. Much better.
1: Okay, so tell us a little bit. I'm gonna play one of your songs before um before we lead out here. But um, just tell us a little bit for um about what you're doing now with music and where people can find you if they want to check out your music.
2: I am okay. So I am on every streaming platform. So you can find me on all the streaming platforms. If you want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is underscore I am now And in my bio, there's a link to my link tree where you can access all of my music. Um, right now, I'm actually in the process of trying to get myself out of this nine to five. So I have some gigs. I have some gigs coming up. Um, I have one in the one on Cortez Island, April 1st and 2nd, and I have some in the summertime. Um, I'm hoping to release a song a month, so you guys can look forward to that. Um, but in terms of me trying to leave my nine to five, I also have a Patreon. So I have some fitness content on there as well. Um, you know, being a former athlete. So, you know, I, I really, I'm really, i really into fitness, I really am. So I have some fitness content on there as well. However, I feel like I'm gonna be doing some restructuring when it comes to that. Because um, when I first started it, my idea was a little um, vague. So I kind of just put content out there with no real, uh, no structure, you know what I'm saying? So now I, I want to add some structure and, you know, so you can look forward to that. I'm going to be posting pretty um soon on my Patreon, but I also post anytime I perform, there will be um, some content from my performances and stuff like that on my Patreon as well. So yeah. I would really love it if people would subscribe to my Patreon.
1: <laughs> Yay! So you so, left this nine to five. <laughs> yes, you're like admission nine to five. Right? You can you can write a song called No More Nine to Five. Yo, let me tell you, I should. <laughs> I know you can mood I think-
2: mood. My song mood. It, it kind of touches on that still, you know. Rose up my bed this morning, and I could hear that change was calling. Yeah, man. Cause if I have to get up and go to work another fucking day. <laughs>
1: It's, it's it's tough. And, you know, sometimes we do have to push through these uh, to get through hard times. But I just know, I just, I can tell any, I can tell you this with absolute certainty for me living my life the way I have for as long as I have that you will find a way. You have the personality, you have the drive. There's no way you are not going to, yeah. you are, you, there's no way you, you won't let it Thank happen. Thank you. I appreciate and, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's so many ways. And then it really opens up this whole new world. And then when you detach from that, you're like, oh, I don't need that. And I said that at the beginning of COVID, too. Too. I've always said this. I'm like the ones who are really going to freak out if the whole system goes down are the ones who are reliant on their paychecks. Um, they're reliant on their everyday because they're not going to know what to do. I was actually laughing with a musician friend at the beginning of COVID and we're just like shrug. We're like, oh, well, like this is what we're like all the time. Right? I mean, this is, this is how we live so much uncertainty, never knowing what the next thing is coming from, but yet something always works out and it happens and, and, well, and you're fine. Luckily for me,
2: I started music. I pretty much started my music career at the start of COVID. So I had the opportunity to learn how to produce, learn how to engineer, learn how to do this, learn how to do that. Honestly, that's all I do. I'm at home on my laptop. I can even show you my book. Like I have a book here. I sat down with my book and in my book, it says how to mix a song on logic. It says, <laughs> how to master and la- Yo, I was on the internet taking notes because I'm serious about this. I'm, I want my life to change. I deserve it. I'm a good person. I treat people nice. And even beyond that, I deserve it because I've been through some crazy things. And yet, it didn't change me. I'm still full of love. I'm still full of kindness, even though I've been through some things where if I were to change, hey, I wouldn't even blame myself. You know what I'm saying? I would have every right to be a nasty person after the things I went through, but I choose to be high vibrational. (laughs) And I'm very proud of myself for that. You know what I'm saying? And so I deserve all the good things. I deserve all the great things. You know what I'm saying? I deserve luxury. I deserve it. You know what I'm saying? I deserve to be treated good.
1: Yeah. Amen. Uh, You do. And, and you know what you're, you will be because you just embody, I hear people talking all the time. Like I hear talk, 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 right, right. right, All the time. But there's a difference between saying something and embodying it. And when you speak, I want to affirm and confirm that I feel, (laughs) I feel what you say. I feel the realness behind that. And so what that means is that you will succeed and that you will get where you're going because there's no way that you won't. And it seems like, you know, your life already set you up for that way even having the experience of being a champion exactly. runner and then yep. and then having it go kind of down you know so Yeah. hi to both and now you're ready to take it and like go up again so it's it's wonderful thank you I've enjoyed this conversation so Yes, yeah, same we
2: could go on forever I know right
1: thank you so much Jonelle everybody yeah. go follow her at I am jonelle and check out her wonderful music and if you get a chance to see her um perform please do and support her Patreon <laughs> yes thank you Janelle yeah. Yes. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. Okay. Thank peace you. out, everyone.
2: All right, peace. <laughs>
0: Devi. You can find me at suryadeviworld.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this series inspires you to discover your own voice for love so you can use it to be a force for good in your life and in the world. I wish you great joy, good health, and the courage to speak up for what you believe in. Peace.